Well, good morning, Life Church. Praise God. Now it's my turn to wish all of you a happy new year. Okay, okay. I know you're probably tired already. You say, hey, that, that's already passed. It's already been a couple weeks. Come on. You know, those of you that are grumpy like that, it's because you already gave up on your resolutions. That's what it is. And so that's what it is. And so, hey, I'm really excited to be able to be here to uh, continue with our series. Last week, the series started with the focus on the Word of God. And today, we're going to focus in on prayer. And prayer is the idea, the ability to communicate with God. It isn't just talking. It isn't just speaking. It isn't just mumbling. It isn't just repeating. It's the ability to communicate with our Lord and our Savior, to have the ability to communicate with God our Father, and to be able to dive in. Now, I'm going to look at some things here that we're going to focus on today. There's a lot of verses I'm going to throw out to you. But the one thing that I wanted to emphasize to you is that at the end of the service, you're going to walk out and they're going to hand you a little pamphlet. And that pamphlet is to help you, to help you through the week. You see, the disciples came to Jesus and they asked him, they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And the Lord gave them a prayer. We refer to it as the Lord's Prayer. And it was a prayer that I knew since I was a child. It was a prayer that memorized. It was a prayer that I repeated many, many times in my life. And it was a prayer that we focused on, but I didn't fully understand about the prayer. This little pamphlet will help you and guide you in understanding what is the Lord's Prayer. So when the disciples came to Jesus, it wasn't like they had no idea what prayer was. The only problem was is that they had seen and heard prayers, but they also saw the hypocrisy in those that were saying the prayers. And they knew something was different with Jesus, and they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And then he shared with them what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. It's a point to break down, and it's something that you, I believe, are going to just be strengthened by it if you take it verse by verse and understanding and chewing on it and grabbing a hold of it and allowing God to help you through your journey in prayer. So another thing that was emphasized is all the banners that are along the wall to emphasize how important it is to take a moment to pray not only say, would you pray, but to pray corporately and to know that you have brothers and sisters throughout the church here that are going to be praying this week specifically to take that hour. As a matter of fact, I haven't even put my name yet on one of those banners. So I encourage you, go up there and say, hey, this week I'm definitely going to be able to focus on an hour. Maybe you're going to focus an hour a day. Whatever you could do to say, Lord, help me to get stronger with you. Because how many of you are saying, this year is going to be different from last year? Raise your hand. Okay, I believe if not, most hands should be gone up, right? If not, you might say, no, last year was great, and nothing could beat it. That last year was all it. Nothing's going to beat it. No, I believe the Bible says that we go from glory to glory. He takes us from here to here, and we're going to be able to dive into that. So before we dive into all the verses, when those verses pop up, I want you to read that because we're going to go fast through them. I want you to read one and allow the Holy Spirit to put a check in you and say, yep, that one's for me. You see, there's so many verses about prayer in the Bible that it's impossible to throw every one of them up. We, we, we selected quite a few, but I'm, we're going to go through these. But I want you to say, Lord, that one is for me. Maybe the others you'll read and they're just going to pass on by. But there's going to be one or two that are going to stand out to you more than ever. So how do we do this? How do we make this year different from last year? How do we make this year better than last year? 
Notice what I'm saying in my question. How do we make it different? You see, the Lord already has plans for our life. He's got this beautiful plan, and what we need to do is walk in his ways. But how do we do that? When we start reading these verses, I want you to have this picture in mind. I want you to see as my hands are extended on each direction. As I move my hand about here, I can't see it. But about right here, I can. So everything in between up to here, I could see. Let's say I'm focusing on those back doors. I'm going to say those back doors represent the Lord. My focus, and many of you probably heard, this is year 2020. It's the year of focus, clear focus, right? So my focus are those doors. I'm going to say those doors represent the Lord. So if I keep my focus there, everything from the point that I could see from here all the way through to here, about right there, is what we refer to as peripheral. This is my peripheral vision. Yet, even though I'm focused on those doors, I could see every single one of you. I could see you scratching your nose right now. I could see you moving from one side to the other side. I could see that even though I'm focusing over here. What does this all mean? My friend, this year, as you walk through your peripheral, understand that if you're focusing on God in your peripheral throughout the year, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. And the good we celebrate and rejoice and we thank God for. And the bad we cry out to God and say, God, why? God, what's going on? Why is this happening? Why did this happen? But what's the idea? Stay focused. Now here is where it makes sense. Because what I'm showing you right now is what God has been dealing with me. Is that okay that I share with you what God's dealing with me about? I believe God's dealing with me in the idea that I need to stay focused on him. Because no matter what happens within my peripheral, God's going to be with me. But what happens if... Check this out. This is my peripheral, all of this. What if I take my focus off of him and put it on something else? Now I'm focusing here. But I could say and justify all I want. I still see God. God's right there. God's not my focus, but he's in my peripheral. Let's say I put my focus on something. What if I came this way and I put my focus on someone else? I still see God. But what also happens? I could justify all I want that I see the Lord. Oh, I, I know verses. I go to church and I could justify all about my religious things because he's in my peripheral. But look what happens here, my friend. If I'm focused on the Lord, everything that happens in my peripheral, God is with me. But when I take my focus off, look what happens to my hands. My peripheral. Where did, what, from this point to this point, what happened? I just went back to my past. I went back to those things that I should have walked away from a long time ago. I just walked back into those things that I say were the good old days, but really they weren't all that good. I'm deceiving myself. And I'm going back. But look at what also happens. If I were to go this way, there's some things in my life over here Blessings that I'm just walking away from, that God had for me. 
but I'm not there no more. I'm over here. So what happens if I move again even more and I focus on these doors? Oh, I still see God. God's over here. But what happens if we continue that trend and God is no longer a part of your picture whatsoever? It's so easy in how fast it goes from here all the way around. So what does this mean? Stay focused on him. And no matter what comes your way, good and bad, he is going to see you through. Now, let's dive into these verses. Because these verses are going to help you as you journey through your peripheral this year. God is going to help you and walk with you. But these verses need to make sense to you. So let's go to the first one. Here we go. Psalm 66, 19. But truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From this temple, he heard my voice, and my cry in him reached his ear. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. On the day I called you, you answered me. Strength of my soul, you increased. Then let us arise and go to Bethel, so that I may make there an altar to the God who answers me in the day of my distress and has been with me. Wherever I have gone. Last one. And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer. And he was given much incense to offer uh, with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. This is a verse that I want to focus on. This is a verse that God is dealing with me on. Let me read it again, please. And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. You see, incense while burning, that aroma before the Lord is a beautiful smell. What it's saying is your prayers to God is like this beautiful aroma to him. He loves to smell that smell. He loves when you call out to him. To him, it's something that's beautiful. I know you understand what I'm saying. Some of you are very sensitive to smell. Some of you, clearly, you love it when it smells great. And others, you just could be sick. I'll use those terms. Very quick. When you smell something very foul. Is if you even noticed that you really can't smell your own smell? You're immune to it. Think about this. Have you noticed that you really can't even smell your own bad breath? You might say, no, I can. My friend, if you could smell your own bad breath, you really got bad, bad breath. But we normally all get accustomed to 
other people's smell, but we don't get, or we get accustomed to our own. We notice it on everyone else, but we can't smell our own. A lot of you know, as a missionary, uh, we serve and help in the community. And we have a van with a trailer, and we, we go for it. And we go and we pick up food. And I'm excited to say with our community center here, Live Community Center, we'll be starting up our food distribution again in February. And so I get to take a person with me. And a lot of you guys have gone with me to spend the day with me and help me serve that food. Well, there was an individual, there was a guy not too long ago that came with me. And he sat there with me, and we're going. But the only thing about this guy was that every time he came into my vehicle, I literally could tell him what he ate that day. Why? Because he walked out of his house smelling like his mom's cooking. You ever caught that before? You've been around something so long that when you walk out, it walks out with you. And so I said to him, I said, you've been having garlic, didn't you? He goes, yeah, how'd you know? Oh, I know, man. It's pretty, it's pretty powerful. He goes, what do you mean by that? Oh, don't, don't get no big deal. Just hear me out. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, every time I could tell what you ate just because it's your mom's spite. My mom. And I'm like, oh, man, I could tell I'm getting deeper into this. And I go, no, 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 no. And, and he goes, what are you talking about? I go, you, you can't smell your own smell. He goes, what are you talking about? You are what you eat. Uh, you know, I was trying to just help him understand, you know, the idea that it becomes a part of you. And he got offended. That was the last thing I wanted to do was offend him. So he looked at me and he said, oh, yeah? Well, you smell like cheese. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. He goes, yes, you do. I go, no, I don't. He goes, well, you can't smell your own smell. I go, dude, I do not smell like cheese. And he says, no, 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 no. He goes, every time I've been with you and every time we've gone out to eat, every time you have cheese on your meal. He goes, on your tacos, on your enchiladas. And he went on and he goes, and you eat cheese stick on your pizza, on your burger. And I'm like, man. I was thinking every single meal that I've eaten definitely has cheese in it. And then I thought about it. No, 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 no. I go, so we, we, we had Chinese food the other day. And he goes, and you had a cheese wonton. I'm like, oh. I said, oh, man. To know and to think, man, I smell like cheese, you know. My prayers are like, God, please don't let my prayers be cheesy smell. prayers, Lord. You know, a cheesy smell. And sometimes I think maybe some of our prayers, I love that song that the worship team sang. I'm sorry. It just went on and on about I'm sorry. I'm sorry for taking advantage. I'm sorry for just singing songs for singing songs. I'm sorry. I think in that song itself is describing what I'm talking about. Maybe some cheesy prayers. They weren't really from the heart. They weren't really there. But when they're sincere and you're pouring your heart out to God. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. He loves you. And he wants you to know this and to understand this. My friends, if we can understand and grasp this relationship that we have with God in such a way where it's not religious, but literally it's this beautiful relationship that you have with him because you want to, not because you're forced to. 
It's beautiful if you memorize prayers. That's noble. That's awesome. But even in rep repetition, we can find ourselves the idea of not meaning anything. But when it does mean something, and you understand that he that is in me is greater than he that's in the world, and you understand that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that when you understand that you can, in his name, ask for anything, it's a crazy thought. I mean, I look back into, and many of you have heard me probably talk about this, but when I go back to the upper room, and Jesus is there, and the book of John has about four plus chapters dealing with this dialogue alone. And John writes in there, this whole four or five chapters, whatever it is, he's writing about this experience in the upper room. And Jesus, in one setting, literally says, whatever you ask in my name. He says it five times. You see, in that culture, if you emphasized anything, there's a strength to that. And that's why they would emphasize it over and over. When it was translated from the Greek and the Hebrew to the English, in King James, many of you, you've read verses where it'll start off saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Or surely, surely, I say unto you. Why does it have to repeat it twice? Because it's trying to bring the emphasis. The emphasis. You understand what I'm talking about? Parents, you know what I'm talking about? When you said to your child, No. Because how perfect your child is, they listen to you that first time. <laughs> right? Come on. Right? Or is it more like, no, 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 no. And that ninth no on a high pitch is really emphasizing what you're trying to say. Well, Jesus five times emphasizes whatever you ask in my name. Five times in one conversation. Five times he emphasized to you and me. That he loves you so much and the power of the name of Jesus, a name that even the demons tremble of the mentioning of the name that you have with you, that you and him together. I'm talking about the peripheral. I'm talking about day by day by day, whatever you're going to walk through, you stay focused on him. Is it going to be easy? No, my friend. But you keep walking and you go for it. You keep walking and understand that God is with you all the way through. You see, in the peripheral, as you walk in your day-to-day, -day, there's good and there's bad. And you celebrate and you cry out. At the new year, there's that always resolution that I make to myself. This is the year I'm going to lose weight. This is it. By January 2nd, I said, okay, next year is the year I'm going to do it. Come on, I'm just being real. I'm being real. You see, it, it's not easy. I can't just wish my weight away. I can't. I got on the scale the other day. It was 3.5 or something. And I'm like, oh, I lost an ounce. Cool. Okay. <laughs> but hear me out. I can't just wish it away. There are things that I know that I'm going to have to discipline myself if that's something that I choose to do. Those are what I said, choose to do. Because I have so many people that are concerned for me. And I love them for it. And I have so many people that have probably saw a picture of me in, in Facebook. What am I talking about? I don't know why it is on Facebook. I got so many of my friends now are all health uh, coaches and health things. And they're all trying to get me to, you know, follow them. And for some reason, I'm getting through Messenger now. Hey, Alfred, how you doing? 
I told my wife, I go, they probably saw a picture of me eating or something, you know, and they saw, oh, fresh meat, you know. It's not easy. I can't just wish it away. <laughs> Let me tell you this story. My daughter, Gianna, when Gianna was nine years old, Gianna wanted to get on this roller coaster. We were in California. And she wanted to get on this roller coaster. She was just made the height. So I'm walking through the line with her. I'm walking through the line. And we get to the place where we're about to get on. And I said, Miha, where do you want to get on? And it's going this way. And she just looks right there. My wife, because it was her first time to get on a roller coaster, she went all the way around the back, walked through the back, and she's literally right there on the other side, and she's going to take a picture of Gianna's first time on a roller coaster. We're excited. We get in, and I go, as soon as it comes, we got to jump in, and we jump in and realize that where she sat, the adult sat before, so the seat belt was really big. And I was like, oh, man, I'm taking my time and I'm trying to get this thing going. I finally clicked, and I realized I sat where the kids sat. So I'm like, oh, man. And so now it's taking longer to try to get that thing out, to try to get it here. So I finally click it, and while there's also the crossbar. And I told my daughter, Miha, pull. And she's like, oh. And, I'm like, oh. and then the lady goes, there's still one that's not locked. And there's this crazy guy, I'll check. And he goes, and he's checking every one of them. And he comes to me, and I see him coming. And he comes, it's right here. I'm like, be quiet, man. Just push. And he's like, Ugh. My daughter's, Ugh. And I'm like, Ugh. You know? And I'm just trying so hard. And he goes, you got to get out. That other train is coming. And I said, oh. Thinking, it's my daughter's. I'm my daughter's first time. And, you know, and I looked at my wife. I go, could she go? He goes, yeah, i got to hurry. So I jump over Gianna. I get over there, and my wife comes in, and she's looking at me like, what? I go, you got to go with her. I don't fit. And so she's coming over, and I'm just about to walk away, and she goes like this, but you got to take the picture. I'm like, oh. So I took the camera. I'm right here now facing everybody else that's in line, and everybody waiting to move. And right here, and sure enough, my wife, you know, clicks, click, no big deal, you know. My daughter, hi, Daddy. I'm like... Hi, Miha, you know, <laughs> smile, and I'm all click, whew, it takes off. Now I'm looking at everybody, everyone's looking at me. So I gotta take the walk of shame all the way by myself. I get down to the very end at the exit, I sit there, feeling sorry for myself. And I look over, and I see a turkey leg stand. <laughs> so I got one. <laughs> And I'm just there, eating away. And by the time my wife and Gianna came out, I was half empty. You know, I was already, and the whole time I was like, man, I got to lose weight, man. I gotta. <laughs> it ain't going to happen just wishing it away. My friends, hear me. The peripheral stuff, you can't just wish it away. You got to walk through it. What did David say? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Key word, walk. You got to go through it. Not saying, God, take this away, but God, give me the strength to go through this. Give me the strength because, Lord, if it's in, I'm focused on you and it's in within my peripheral, you're going to help me. I want to go through this really quick. This little pamphlet that you're going to get, it's going to help you. Because in the Lord's Prayer, let's go to the first slide there. You're going to emphasize this, my friends. You're going to emphasize. How do you do this? You're going to praise him, acknowledge him. He's God. I'm not. And you're going to be able to just, just love on him for that moment in that prayer. 
Let's go to number two. Then you're going to focus on your needs. He says to cast your care. He says, I love you. Talk to me. Seek my face. Look at me. And then, my friends, he just continues to bless us. But there's one other thing we need to also focus on, and that's forgiveness. You see, as I praise him, as I present my need, then it makes me look back at where I'm at. Because first of all, I need to repent before him for thinking I could do this on my own. Then I need to forgive myself. Listen to me. Sometimes we're our worst enemy, and I need to forgive myself. Stop beating myself up. And as God has forgiven me, I then can forgive others. Where do we go from here? Listen to this, protection. You see, God is going to protect you. Listen to this, within your peripheral. He's going to protect you. When we step out of his will and get into things of the past or neglect the blessings that he has for us, that's not what God called us to. His protection is here when we stay focused on him. How do we wrap this up? But by praising him again. We start with praise. We end with praise. And we give it before the Lord. God wants to do big things with you. God wants to help you this year. And everything that you're going to walk through, you're going to be the victor. As a matter of fact, can I say this already? You are the victor. As a child of God, you don't have to pray for victory. You just now have to walk in the victory he's giving you. Would you stand with me, please? Could prayer be something new in my life? Not just saying a prayer, but being in prayer 24-7. Like that incense, it didn't just burn for an hour. They continually had incense burning all the time to represent, hey, God's with you. And you represent, and God, I'm with you. Can we pray? Close your eyes with me. Three areas I want to target. I can't preach a message on prayer without praying, my friends. But three things. Father, we first come to you, Lord, and we thank you, God, for who you are. You're our Father. And God, we pray, Lord, that you help us in these areas that we're dealing with, that we're walking through right now. And God, here it is, Lord. I bring before you, God, first of all, areas of healing. Healing physically, mentally, spiritually in my life. Help me, God help those I'm praying for to be healed the second area God I bring before you God and I pray for broken relationships marriages with children with neighbors with God uh, co-workers whoever God that this is the year that they will be mended Lord that you would be the master mender you would mend these relationships giving us the gift of reconciliation bringing back together that which once was and, Lord, let them be stronger than ever. And the third area, God, we give before you, and that's the area of provision. That, Lord, this is a year for the breakthrough in finances. Lord, we're not praying for more money. We're praying that we could be better stewards of what you're giving us. And as we're faithful in the little, God, we could see where you're going to take us. But it's up to you. And, yes, Lord, I know it's up to me. My job is to stay focused. My job is to stay faithful 
And God, I love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for letting me hang out. Yeah, let's give Pastor Alfred a hand. Thank you for blessing us with that word, Alfred. Wonderful. Here in a moment, we're going to dismiss, and you'll be able to grab a pamphlet on the way out from one of the ushers. But can we take that to heart? It does us no good to be able to go, oh, hey, that's wonderful to have a word on prayer, but then not to do anything about it. So what does that require? We've got to plan. We've got to do something to plan. We schedule time with all sorts of people. Why wouldn't we schedule time with our Lord? So make sure we plan this week. And then remember, God's not doing it because he, like, he's not calling you to do it because you have to. He wants it for your joy. So remember, it's all about it want your joy to be full so let's be with him this week sign up at one of the banners and uh, grab one of those pamphlets and then we want to invite you again join us for facebook live as we pray this week together lord bless you have a great sunday we'll see you on wednesday okay